Welcome to the Design Course Welcome to the Design Course Academy podcast, where you learn how to design a first world business in a third world economy. Here's your host, Adabarajia Jaunu. We had a groundbreaking movie which showcased African cultural content and and something that could should actually have had the fingerprints of local talent. The only local talents we had on that movie, to my, if I remember clearly, was Danai Gurera and Lupita Nyongo. Okay, if I recall correctly, these are two people who grew up in Africa or and basically started their uh, foray into Hollywood years ago, and they are the only representations we have. And those two have been trained in the American uh, media systems. So there's nothing locally that makes that happen. And I think largely it has to do a lot with the lack of community support and also with the lack of uh, mentorships that should exist within our own space. We have legendary actors who have emerged from within our culture and within our country. However, many of them have either died or have gone on into obscurity without raising successors or without even banding together to say we need to do more to improve the way our actors are trained. Can we raise a fund? Can we send a few people to international training schools and so on? Because right now, we don't seem to have that covered. Okay, we don't seem to have that covered. And I just want to throw something in. We have a, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm right to call him a rising director right now. Uh, his name is Dimbo Atia. Dimbo Atia mm. is the brains behind um, Halita that's currently airing on the DSTV, I think it's Ebony Life TV station channel on the DSTV network. And he's also the creator of the Sons of the Caliphate that was a groundbreaking success a few years ago. And I am aware that years ago, he self-sponsored himself to go to uh, New York to attend a film academy. He has been going for international trainings for years. And most of it has been out of pocket, self-sponsored. <laughs> and he's and he's back in Nigeria creating content that is actually making a lot of people very pleased that this is actually locally created content and is telling our own indigenous stories with a great degree of accuracy and excellence. So this is a loaded question. There is the need for community support, which we currently do not have. There is a need for international training, which most of us cannot afford. And there has to be a way for us to build legacy and also be able to encourage the younger generation by sponsoring them to take international training in acting, in content creation, in in, uh, movie uh, direction and production and all of that. Do you see a plan anywhere in your conversations with uh, creators and actors and media um, executives in Nigeria or even in the third world? Is there, has there been a conversation in this area, a, a solid plan to make sure that one, we can create opportunities for young actors and creators to get international training so that we can begin to adequately compete 
in the international media market space. It's been a while since we wanted to jumpstart our podcast. In the past, it was a hassle to do that. Thanks to Buzzsprout, we're now able to publish our podcast to multiple directories and get our message to you. If you've been thinking of starting your podcast, why don't you consider using Buzzsprout? Use the link in the show notes of this episode so they'll know we sent you. You'll love them. Good question. Yeah. Again, when we were building this conversation up, we we alluded to the nature of the market and the country where we we operate. If I tell you uh, in my conversations, both from public and private sector, what I have seen and what some of them are in public domain are some excellent initiatives that some few people or a few people either as individual efforts or group efforts has tried to lift the game in Nigeria. But the only danger or the only um, concern is that those individual efforts are pockets of effort that truly hasn't been able to do much considering the space where we operate and the kind of impact that we need to happen at once for the system to shift. So this kind of um, movement we need, like I said before, will require both government and private sector. So is there any plan, that kind of concerted plan from all the players within the ecosystem? I'm not aware of any. Okay, but are there plans either actualized or in the works by a few people, other individual or group? Yes, they are. So too, you are aware of some, a few productions, you know, the past three years, running up to this, up to last year, mm. that has actually been able to make some record earnings, as it were. So you're beginning to see us pumping some very good budget in films and also be able to recoup and make profit. That's that's the much we have seen. I've, we've also seen people who try to, you know, establish partnerships across the divide. For example, I know some producers today who have partnership with Dubai uh, on the tourist basis, and they actually use those kind of partnerships to subsidize uh, from costs and also be able to uplift the quality and the export value of those kind of productions. So we're seeing that in the industry, a very enviable and commendable. We hope that a lot more people will begin to also go that direction. What I see is that this kind of pockets of excellence, when they become more random and more here and there, it might increasingly attract the attention of foreign investors. Unfortunately, we have seen that it looks as if we, we are not always in the habit of being able to coordinate ourselves by ourselves, all right? Yeah. And I think that kind of external intervention or in, will be very you know, instrumental to the kind of result we are looking at, okay? Netflix has started, you could see now that that's in the next one year, you're beginning to see a lot of output in the quality 
the commercial viability of our content and all of that. It, it, it's building gradually, okay? But rather, it would have been faster and more coordinated in the absence of anything better. We have to push, push on with what we have for now. All right. All right, sir. So as we wrap this up, I would like to ask a, yeah. a, a personal question, okay? Have you faced any major obstacle in the course of your career, which, you know, that we, which comes to mind? And uh, if you had liberty to say how you overcame that obstacle, we, we would really love to hear it because that life life happens in cycles and many of us face the same problems but in different flavors okay so it'll be great to learn from how you handled those uh, difficulties it's been a while since we wanted to jumpstart our podcast in the past it was a hassle to do that thanks to buzzsprout we're now able to publish our podcast to multiple directories and get our message to you if you've been thinking of starting your podcast why don't you consider using Buzzsprout? Use the link in the show notes of this episode so they'll know we sent you. You'll love them. Okay, I will tell two uh, because I know how uh, powerful stories are. I'll tell two. Uh, one at my very beginning, one you want ago. Uh, the, the first one is when I was in broadcasting. I actually worked with no, I don't want to I don't want to be explicit. So I worked with a broadcast um company that had footprint in London. It was the first broadcast station that had footprint in London. So we're broadcasting out of Lagos that were seen in London and other and the the other than Nigeria and some other West African countries. So it was it was powerful, powerful, powerful platform that in a few week, in a few months actually uh, made one larger than life. However, then he wasn't paying bills, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know how to explain how frustrated I was. Let me be personal. I was because. Out there was an entity that was larger than a human being. But in there was a guy who could not even be sure of where the next meal would come from. It was very tough. I couldn't step out because I could literally be mobbed. But I didn't have money to buy a car or, as it were, get a taxi. Now, the question was, where do you go from there? I had to, without any job, resign. Without any new job, I had to resign. And I tell you, resignation was the last option I would have loved to take. But there was, I don't want to say there was no other option in view. I also don't want to fail to point out that, of course, it was also due to the limited information and knowledge I had then. All right. I, I, I think I lacked the ability to convert that platform into a commercial value for myself. So I also take the, the heat. I need to be responsible enough to take the heat. Because I know even then there were some more experienced practitioners who were converting it. I couldn't do it then. I was in that quagmire. I had to resign. Now, for three months, I was without 
not just a job without earning. Thank God then I, I, I was lucky enough to get a space my own. So I would just stay at home looking into empty air. Not sure where the next, where any meal will come from. It was three months, but it was like 30 years in wilderness, you know. It was a period I will not forget in my life, all right? But what the morale of that story is, that sometimes getting into very uncomfortable zones actually put a demand to what God has given to us. Demand, you know, pressure can bring out so much more that you never thought you had. Because I quickly started, and I, my option wasn't to write a resume, to go and send emails. I, I had to hit the road. So if I get any any financial support from any friend, I hit the road. I go straight to media agencies, advertising agencies, looking for jobs, you know. And I was so blunt because some of them knew me. So I'll come in and say, Dude, what are you doing here? I said, I'm looking for jobs. Some of them were shocked. Some of them felt a bit, this guy is just playing. And so it took a little while for people to begin to, to for people to take me serious that I really needed a job, okay? Because they felt I was doing well, all right? But thank God I got that job. When I got that job, it was it was desperation because I didn't have any technical experience on, on the job itself. Because they have softwares they use, they have data banks they use to do their work and all that. I didn't know all of those things. But the only thing I, I had and I sold hard was hunger. I sold hunger to them. Okay. And this my MD saw that hunger and said, look, I love it. And, and, and he took me in. And after that opportunity, after that opportunity, I told myself that I will make the best use of this opportunity. I will make the best use. And what I saw later on was that my job is also big on presentations, selling ideas, selling concepts, selling some kind of one thing or the other. So my training in was very handy for me when I got into this job. So what happened was that the very minute my company discovered that I had those presentation skills, it gave me a front seat in meetings with clients. It gave me a front seat in discussion points because they, they, they discovered that I could communicate well with clients and all of that. And my MD then also now mandated me to learn the technical aspect because he knew that if I could just talk without doing, that would be that would be that would be dangerous. So he had to mandate me to learn the job so that I could do it and talk it. That for me was a gift I will not forget in my life. So that was how my journey started in media advertising, and it gave me a fast rise because it was a very good combination you know, as a case maybe. So that's one story I would like you to drop there and tell young people that look. Opportunities may not come every day, but when it does come, pray God you have the grace to identify them and seize the opportunity because it doesn't come every day, right? The second one is when I had started, I was appointed managing director of my foreign company, <laughs> you know, and in less than three months, I lost two businesses that were about 85% of my entire billing. 
Qual? <laughs> I'm not that I laugh now. <laughs> Because <laughs> that challenge questioned the entire my entire professional career. Whatever I thought I knew, it questioned it. It shook me to my very foundations. Because as at that point, before then, I was really very instrumental to the successes the company had recorded. And it was on that basis that they handed over the business to me. How come you just keep charge and these things are happening? Which means you it was you were never part of the past successes. It means that you're actually not who we thought you were. These were questions that were they were they were facing that were I was sleeping and waking up with every day. So the tough task was how do I turn around this whole thing? How do I turn around? And I want to say this very categorical that life is spiritual. Mm. I discovered that to a large extent. That what I needed to turn around the whole thing wasn't just about my technical dexterity or the, the professional network I had established and whatever. No, I needed to go back and rediscover what was actually responsible for the progress I've had in the past. And I discovered that at the point I disconnected with that and I trusted something else. And that whole thing was just. A a, a a a a call back to me to say you are majoring on the minors refocus focus your priorities and ensure that what brought you up is what will sustain you go up and think that it has changed all right and thank god i, I quickly got that revelation that inspiration and had to change my strategy altogether okay and i moved from the arm of flesh <laughs> to ensuring that god almighty again uh, returned as the, the source and the sustenance mm. so i quickly got intervention with friends i quickly understood some things i weren't doing right uh, both technically and otherwise and i started correcting them And uh, after four to six months, I got the first breakthrough. And that first breakthrough was not in any way part of all the business opportunities I've been chasing. It was totally something different. Um, a new global win that I benefited from because Nigeria was part of the geography that won, part of the package of that business. And from there, I picked up and I said to myself, service well service the ones you have now very well mm. so that they can come it can become ambassadors and you know also you know tell other people the kind of good work you can do and from there some of my businesses came as referrals mm. most of them came as referrals clients referrals okay and just recently we just won one big business so it was a huge huge setback but thank god that we are here again back we're not entirely back to you know where we wanted well where we really want but we're way better than where we used to be 
So those are the two stories that I love to, to drop on the table. It's been a while since we wanted to jumpstart our podcast. In the past, it was a hassle to do that. Thanks to Buzzsprout, we're now able to publish our podcast to multiple directories and get our message to you. If you've been thinking of starting your podcast, why don't you consider using Buzzsprout? Use the link in the show notes of this episode so they'll know we sent you. You'll love them. This, is so, this has been such a rich conversation, sir. It has been such an inspiration. And uh, in these days of instant gratification and instant success, it is refreshing to hear a grounded story of your journey and how many of us can have the right frame of mind as we grow within the track that destiny has laid before us. And I would like to let you inform the listeners about how they can find you, how they can find your content, because I'm sure that uh, most people who are hearing you for the first time and it would be great for them to know, okay, how can I reach uh, Jude Odia uh, to read more about his content, to find out more uh, that I can learn from him? Okay, thanks. I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is Jude O. Odia. I think almost the same, same across all the platforms. I am on my platforms. I try to focus a lot on on professional um, content and a few times I, I add some lifestyle and all of that. Uh, but I hope in the near future to begin to develop videos that are instructive, videos that are educational and directed to subjects like this so that people can see some tips or guides that I could hold on to as they also take their journey all right that's awesome sir thank you so much for gracing us with your wisdom and thank you for taking the time to share so transparently about your journey and how we can all learn from your experiences thank you doc and thanks for the good work i told you offline the other time what you're doing is a gold mine and you will get to reap the benefits as discussed in the few months to come. Just mark this word I shared with you today. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. We hope that this was fun for you. Remember to support our sponsors because by supporting them, you support us. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and share this episode because when all is said and done, we need to support each other. Till our next episode, stay hopeful and build something that matters.